For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in the second hour of the program here on Wednesday in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in app chat messages via the WBSM app. And if you don't want to wait around for me to take your phone call and you want to just send me an open line voicemail, you can do that by hitting the open line button on the WBSM app. In fact, you can do that anytime. So, if you are, you know, out at the fireworks tonight and you see something that grinds your gears and you want to let me know about it, but you don't want to have to wake up early tomorrow and call in to talk about it, well, you can just record that open line voicemail right on the app and send it in and then it'll be waiting for me and I can play it in the morning. See? It's great how that works, right? We can we can use it anytime. It's funny because I'm looking on channel 12 right now. I have up on the TV in the studio, garbage can fire likely caused by improperly disposed fireworks which is, uh, you know, just what we were talking about, how you can have these, these issues. Uh, so uh, these, these problems that arise because people take it upon themselves to put on these displays. But we can get more into that if you want to. We can also talk about how the, the end is nigh for the Christmas tree shops because I don't think they're going to have a buyer by the end of today. If one of you have decided to buy the Christmas tree shops, do me a favor and let me know. So... We can uh, <laughs> we can let people know that it's going to be safe, but I don't think any of you are doing that. I don't think anybody's doing that. So I think the liquidation will soon begin and the eventual closing of the Christmas tree shop. But I also want to talk a little trash here because last week we discussed how the contract between the city of New Bedford and E.L. Harvey had ended and that they were now securing the services. They had entered into a three-year contract with Capital Waste Services out of Boston. And Mayor Mitchell said last week with Chris and Marcus that the reason why they went with Capital wasn't because they were the lowest bidder, but that because they thought it was a company that was going to offer the level of service that city residents expect and deserve. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, you know, that was the sentiment that the mayor expressed. He, he said that they were not the lowest bidder, but that they would provide the level of service that residents expect and deserve. And I think that they've shown that right out of the gate here. There were many people that I saw commenting on social media, on the stories, taking phone calls here on the air. There were people who were worried about whether or not this new company was, was going to do a good job. And it, it, some, of the, some of the complaints... 
centered around the fact, well, you know, Harvey is here in New Bedford because they bought out ABC Disposal. There were people who were still looking at the the heritage of ABC Disposal because, you know, Harvey probably kept a lot of the same drivers and people that you've come to know who come and pick up your barrels. And uh, they, you know, there was there was some sense of, you know, this is this is still a hometown business, even though they came in from outside and bought the hometown business. So I think people had some apprehension about that. But then there was also this undercurrent of people who were just complaining about Harvey not doing the job, not picking up when they're supposed to. We got phone calls of people who said that, you know, barrels aren't being placed back the way they're supposed to. Barrels are out in the road. Uh, things aren't getting picked up when they're supposed to. They, they scheduled bulky item pickups and those didn't get picked up. Well, I have to say the people who were concerned about capital, at least here in the early goings, I, you have no cause for concern because the city itself is posted on social media. Uh, some of the city councilors, I've seen Sean Oliver, Ward 3 counselor, post a couple of times about this. Capital actually, they were supposed to start on Monday. That was the plan. They were going to start on Monday and they were going to take over. Capital was out on Saturday. They were out two days before they were supposed to actually start doing the work. Picking up trash that had been left behind by Harvey. Picking up barrels because Harvey apparently did not pick up the ABC disposal barrels from places. In fact, there was uh, a comment that I saw. Let me see here from, uh, from, from Sean Oliver. Where someone had posted on his Facebook page and said, you know, why is the, the yard waste dump closed today? And there are guys working there today that think all of the homeowners, taxpayers, this was yesterday, that have to spend the holidays with a truckload of waste in their trucks. We seem to be doing a great job running this city, not a happy voter. And, uh, and Councilor Oliver wrote back, you know, they needed to close the facility to, to facilitate a changeover. And Harvey has more or less told us to figure it out. And if they don't get to us, no worries. They are sure the new company will. Not good business and unfair for the city residents and taxpayers. And that seems to be the approach that Harvey has taken with the end of this contract here. Oh, well, you don't want us anymore? Figure it out. Not our problem anymore. And so Capital Waste Services, who, I mean, technically it's, it's not really their problem, right? They've contracted to come and pick up the trash. To start on Monday, July 3rd, and pick up the trash. But instead they stepped up and said, well, we're going to go out, we're going to pick up the trash. We're going to pick up the yard waste that people have said has been sitting out there. Uh, we had a, I forget if it was a phone call or an app chat message that I got the other day where someone was saying that they had, I think it was a phone call, they had bags of yard waste out in front of the, the house and that it was going to get ripped and destroyed and end up all over the street. Well, uh, Capital went out and started picking these things up, started going out, started going out and picking up those ABC barrels that ABC just left behind. I don't know what the inner workings of that is. I don't know if that means, you know, capital has to collect them and return them to, to Harvey. I'm not sure. I don't, I, I'm, if the mayor is in today, maybe we can ask him a little bit about that process. But the bottom line is capital stepped up and did what they shouldn't have had to do 
because Harvey didn't do what they were supposed to do. That's the way it sounds like to me. And I've got to think that if there was something like that that happened, that had to have come from the top, right? That's not the people who were out there on your route, who you've come to know, who used to drive for ABC, who have been picking up your garbage for 20 years. I don't think it's the same those people who are at fault here. I think it was a management-level decision to say, well, you know what? They don't want to renew the contract. Let the next guy figure it out. And the next guy has. Capital has stepped up. So I literally have seen posts from people who said, you know, I was concerned about this, but, you know, if they're going to provide this level of service for the next three years, what they have over the past three days, then we're in good hands. I've said it before. There's three things people expect living in the city. I mean, they're going to say that they expect good schools. They're going to say that they expect good roads. All of those things are important, but you get help with that. There's state funding that helps with that, and the state makes sure those things happen. Maybe not the roads. But there's three things that people expect. That when they turn on the faucet, water comes out. Clean water that they can drink comes out. That when they flush the toilet, water goes down. And when they put out the trash, someone comes and picks it up. And it seems like, you know, Capital Waste Services part in that, which is picking up the trash, they've already gone above and beyond. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Well, let me hit that again. Let me try that again. There you go. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Good. Um, I wonder what the... Uh what they expect for layoffs at hobbies for New Bedford employees that work there, if, um, if it's what kind of impact it's going to have on the city's empl- employment. Well, I think, I think the good thing is that if, if Harvey's going to be laying off people in New Bedford, Capital will pick them up. Hopefully, yeah. Because you yeah, got to think you want, you want the drivers that know the routes. You want the people that have been out there. And, you know, and, and I'm sure right now the recycling facility has been shut down. Um, it's going to reopen today. But the, the idea was that they needed to do this changeover because Harvey was stepping out of it and Capital wasn't ready to take it over. So maybe, you know, when Capital does take it over, which the mayor said will be relatively quickly, you know, they'll also keep the same people in place that were there. So did Capital buy all of Harvey's equipment or... I don't think so, no. No. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully they do a good job, and this isn't just your typical honeymoon period. I know uh, Harvey, when Harvey bought ABC, they had a honeymoon period, too, where they were the shining beacon of trash. <laughs> Did they, they, so so there, there was a period where they, they stepped up, too? Harvey? Yeah. Yeah, everybody was panicky. Because ABC, for whatever they were, they, they did a good job. And they were local. You knew you could call them up and you could talk Correct. to the, you know, you could talk to Mike if you had to. Correct. So, I mean, so everybody was a little nervous about Harvey taking over. And, you know, when they came in, they, they, they had a honeymoon period, too, where they stepped up. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully the, they continue to do a, a decent job. The thing that I would be concerned about is if they're not going to be uh, doing, you know, if Harvey's not going to be doing the right thing on the way out the door here, how does that reflect to the other communities around here that have all contracted Harvey to, to do their municipal pickup? I don't know. I have some friends in Lakeville that cry about their trash pickup, and they pay for it. 
um, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. So it For- seems to be a common, a common, uh, a common complaint. And they don't have Javi that they use in some other company. I, I forget who it is, but um, I was listening to them complain about their their service as well. So it seems to be pretty standard procedure. They just suck. So. Yeah, well, I think that's one thing is I don't know that, you know, the the garbage hauler is ever going to please everybody, no matter who it is. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like I said, ABC, for the amount of time they did it, was surprising how, in my opinion, how how well they did it. You know, I never really saw them neglectful as far as I as far as I had seen. I've been living in the city for forever. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. Hope you had a great 4th of July. I did. How was yours? It wasn't bad. Just the weather was just nasty. Yeah. Uh, I only have one question. That's the only reason I called. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But why would Capital pick up the hobby workers that were throwing all the barrels around? They're going to do the same thing, aren't they? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if they are going to pick up people. Um, I would assume that you want to have some people who are local because you you don't want to bring in a bunch of folks who have no idea what they're doing driving around the city. That just wastes time. Um, and so maybe, you know, part of that process is weeding out who are the good ones and who are the bad ones. Well, that's going to be something to have to look out for. I don't have them where I am. Like I said, I sit by the window. We have that uh, independence. I think that's the name of it. There's one in Rhode Island. So they got to come all the way from Rhode Island. Sometimes there was a couple of times they didn't show up at all on the day they were supposed to come, but we still kept them. Yeah, the, I mean, the, high, especially yeah. the commercial accounts. Like, they'll they'll travel far to, to go and get yeah. some of those commercial accounts. Now, uh, you know, I told you once before, I listened to All Night Radio, which is really, it's, it's bad now. It's worse than the one I complained before. But every now and then, they do get something through. And I heard last night something about, I think it was a woman that was killed by an alligator. Yeah, while well, well, walking her dog. Oh, is that? Yeah, I didn't hear it on the news today on your channel. Well, I mean, it's not a local story. Well, Phil used to put out all kinds of stuff in the morning. Come on now. Well, that's how he did his show. That's not how I do this show. I know. Don't start that. Come on now. Don't start what? You're the one that's calling up and lobbing lobbing complaints. I mean... Every now and then you could come up with something. You do. You come up with stuff sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to send in a resume, we'll take it into consideration if you think you can do the job better. Mm. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, then. There was something else, and I don't remember what it was, but there was another big story last night, too. I was in and out of my sleep, though, so if I hear it again, I'll let you know. Maybe, maybe you should turn the radio off when you're sleeping and you wouldn't be in and out. Maybe it's keeping well, you I'll up. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, now that you said that. I turn it off, on and off, all night long because it, all it is is a bunch of chopped up mumbo. You don't know if you know what they're saying, and then the same repeated ads every maybe five or six minutes, over and over and over. So you get tired of that, you shut it off. I wait a few minutes, I put it back, it doesn't even come on at all. So what is going on at night? I still don't have that answer. I told you what's going, going on at night. On. We have a yeah. satellite issue that we're working to fix. Yeah. Okay, Tim. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, next year, when I have to still continue asking you, you're going to still say that? Well, every time you bring it up from now on, I'm going to hang up on you, so keep that in mind. You're going to? Yep. We're not going to be able to talk about sandwiches or anything? You can talk about sandwiches, but you asked the question about what's going on. I told you, and you don't like the yeah. answer. That's your problem. 
Yeah, you just you're all in power now. You got that button there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can hang and up so anytime that, I want. That question I have for you, it bothers you that much about nighttime radio? Because you keep asking, and I keep giving you the same answer, and you keep I'm telling me you don't believe me. That's not. I don't believe you. I, I really know. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. They're both on vacation this week for the holiday, but next week. Feel free to call in during the day and ask to speak mm-hmm. to Michael Rock or Mark Stakowski. They are the people who are, you know, the higher ups here. Michael is the director of content. Mark is the market president. Mm-hmm. And one of them can tell you, and they're going to tell you exactly the same thing that I'm telling you. No, but my question is why the ones that I respond, I'm not saying you're taking it personal. WBS, no. Somebody's in control of fixing that. Why haven't they fixed it? The engineer is here every else. day working on that. They're working on it every day. There's a satellite that beams the programs down to us that the satellite that it is that these programs are carried on is falling apart. The satellite has to come down from the sky and they have to move that programming to a new satellite. They haven't done that yet. The network hasn't done that yet. All we can do is try to make adjustments by moving our dish that receives it to see if we can get it any better. We have already gone through the process of trying to get a better reception. We had some trees trimmed. We moved the dish already. We've been doing all kinds of different things to try to fix it. Some of the programs were able to pull in off the internet, like Howie Carr. Other ones we can't, so we have to, we're at the mercy of the satellite dish and what comes down from the signal. We are working with the satellite provider and with our engineer to try to get it fixed. Something major must have happened because it was fine all these years. Yeah, the satellite is falling out of the sky, literally. Jessica Machado's very last show last week before she was gone for the vacation, the minute she said goodbye, the radio was silent for hours. Not even an ad. Silent completely for hours. Your batteries must have died. No, no I'm teasing. I'm just teasing you. I know you are. I know you're going to think of something to say to me. Gee, no more bear report. We used to get a bear report. No, the bears seem to have moved on. Well. I mean, I think some of them might be hanging around, but it's not mating season, so they're they're not out and about. They're not wandering through people's yards. And I also read last night a little bit more about that Boston story. They had a woman guest on the show. And I guess she works for, um, <clears throat> I don't know, she works for something that's very important because she came out with it and said that the mayor's not saying anything at all. They don't understand why it's being kept so quiet. So she basically gave us the same stuff that we've already been hearing. She was struggling to say things. Uh, but I, I could see that she, she was trying. But I don't understand why we're not hearing anything more about that. I want to know if the kids that were in there belonged to any of those men that were in there. Or if they were stolen children from somewhere, or no, I, from, from the from the way that the police reported it, they were the they were the parents of the children. So the the children were there with their parents. Both not both parents. They said they were mostly men there. But the, the people who were there were the were the parents were the of the parents. children. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the most pathetic story right now. All right. I'm okay. Sure if there's anything new that WBSM will come out with it. I haven't seen anything oh, one yet. One more time before I hang up, I just want to say I'm still very happy that when Phil left, he took John the Bootlicker with him. Okay, I'm very happy about that because now none of you other moderators are talking to John, and that's wonderful because well, he that's... was such a sissy. He couldn't take one single call from any one of the listeners that would call in. Why was that? Because it was, was a be, because it was a guest segment that he had a limited amount of time to do with I Phil. I know, but that's a, yeah, okay. Because Phil asked him, I asked him, I said, tell him when he calls, if he could take one or two calls. And he did. I heard him on the radio. And the guy did not take no calls because he's afraid of what he's going to hear from the listeners. John, John LeBoutlier is not afraid to talk to the WBSM listeners. Oh, he's not? 
No, I did. I sat and did an entire three-hour show with John. I know. Did he take a show? Did he take a call? Well, in that that particular, we were on a remote broadcast, so we weren't taking well, calls my, that day. My but complaint, Mr. White. I, I know what I'm calls. what I'm saying is I know John very well from years of interacting with him here. Yeah, and he's just like you, isn't he? And he's not afraid to take any phone calls. It's just yeah. it doesn't always work with. The, he has he has a limited amount of time when he would hang up the phone with Phil. He would be calling another radio station and doing a call in with them, and that's how that's why he had the time mm. that he had with Phil. And now we find out that the cocaine that was delivered to the White House, uh, they're not saying anything about who... I, I didn't see that it was delivered to the White House. I just saw that it was at the White House. Well, well, if somebody had to bring it in there, to me, that's a delivery, whether you're hiding... Well, no, I mean, it could have been somebody's personal supply that they just left behind. Yeah, and they're not going to say no more about it. Isn't that nice and convenient? Yeah, you might get some more info. I'll, I'll say this. I remember when, uh, do you remember, did you ever watch pro wrestling? Do you remember Brutus the Barber Beefcake? I remember a lot of wrestling. The older ones, though. So, so, so Brutus Beefcake was working as a uh, ticket taker for the MBTA, and somebody brought him cocaine while he was working in the ticket booth, and he left it on the counter of the ticket window, and this was, like, not that long after 9-11. And everybody freaked out thinking it was, you know, uh, anthrax. So... That's too so what was he expecting it? Was it for him? It it was it was for him, but uh, yeah, he ended up uh, he ended up getting into some trouble for that. I got to hold you there though because I got to take a break real quick before the news. Have a good day. You as well. All right, I'm going to take one quick break and then we'll be back. And Adam Bass will have all the news for you in the WBSM newsroom. And we have a call on hold. Hang on, we will get to you right after the news. But right now, we're going to go into the WBSM newsroom with Adam Bass. Funerals in the West Bank city of Jenin are being held for 13 Palestinians killed after Israel launched what they described as a counterterrorism assault on the city. The two-day two raid killed 12 in Jenin and one in Ramallah. Dozens of Palestinians are wounded. The attack on the city is the largest attack Israel has conducted in decades. The Israeli army conducted air and land attacks on a refugee camp in the city. Israel has since ended the operation and pulled troops out of the West Bank as of Wednesday. The U.S. and Russia are in talks about a possible prisoner swap involving a Wall Street Journal reporter. That's according to a Kremlin spokesperson who noted that talks must be carried out and continued in complete silence. Evan Gershkovich is being accused of spying by Russia. The Kremlin's comments come a day after the U.S. ambassador to Russia visited Gershkovich. The ambassador said Gershkovich appeared to be in good health. Police in South Carolina say a 69-year-old woman was killed by an alligator while walking her dog on Hilton Head Island. Authorities responded Tuesday morning to a report of a possible alligator attack in the Spanish Wells neighborhood. The Beaufort County Sheriff's Office said they found the victim's body at the edge of a lagoon near a golf course and that they had to remove the alligator before recovering the woman's body. It is the second fatal alligator attack in Hilton Head in less than a year. There are more shark attack reports on Long Island. Scott Pringle reports. Well, yesterday a man was apparently bitten in the leg as he was swimming in Quag, and another man bitten in the hand at Fire Island Pines. This comes a day after a 15-year-old surfer was bitten by a shark at Kismet Beach, and a drone spotted about 50 sharks off Robert Moses Beach yesterday. New York State Parks Regional Director Chip Gorman. We have bait fish and bunker fish closer to shore, so the sharks are feeding on them, and that's why they're coming closer to shore. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says Russia has placed objects resembling explosives on the roofs of several buildings at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Zelensky said Tuesday that Ukraine's intelligence services have information that the alleged devices have been planted on the roofs of power units at Europe's largest nuclear facility, which has been under Russian control for over a year. He warned that Russia is a source of danger to the plant, which he stressed must be fully protected from any radiation incidents. President Biden welcomed Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson to the White House today. The two leaders will discuss support for Ukraine and U.S. support for Sweden's entry to NATO. Climate change is also on the agenda. And Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is set to become the highest-grossing tour of all time, taking in a record-selling $1 billion in ticket sales. It's expected to eclipse Elton John's farewell tour in terms of gross revenue for tickets, merchandise, and sponsorships. The pop star is one of the highest-paid entertainers in the world. In sports, the Red Sox lost to the Texas Rangers on Tuesday 6-2. The loss puts the Sox back down to .500 on the season. They are five games back of an American League wildcard spot. And the series versus Texas continues tonight at Fenway Park. First pitch at 7-10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today we're looking at partly sunny skies. It's still going to be humid with us. We're going to be reaching a high of 84, and we do have a chance of a slight spot shower in the afternoon. Heading into the overnight, we're going to get down to 66 degrees with partly cloudy skies, keeping the humidity with us. And for tomorrow, another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day, high of 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 67 degrees right now. Now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, 1420 WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. We'll keep you entertained and informed while you're stuck on the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Back to the talk on WBSM. And welcome back in, 508-996-0500. Let's uh, go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Good. I wanted to mention something that the lady before me talked about in response to what she said about Congressman John LeBoutlier. I have a weekly podcast. I've been doing this now for six years. We interview people every week about different topics. And one of my regular featured guests, we have him on about five or six times a year, is Congressman John LeBoutlier. He is always willing to come on my program and talk whatever we want to talk about. And and I think that he is well-versed in a lot of different subjects. He doesn't shy away from giving his opinion. The problem is, is the people that listen to this station and call in and complain about him just don't like his opinions. Well, not everybody is going to like everybody else's opinions. That's what makes the world go round. In fact, that's what yesterday was all about, independence and freedoms. We have the freedoms to judge whatever we want to judge. But as far as the congressman and his availability to the public, he has absolutely no problem making himself available. He is always asking me, please reschedule me, please reschedule me, and I do. When he would come, he would come here pre-pandemic. He would come to the city a couple times a year and go meet everybody at sunrise. Like he would go, he and Phil would go there, and anybody that wanted to come and talk and, and meet John Leboutier could go there and talk to him. He he never shied away from talking to people. It's just the segment on the radio didn't lend itself to taking phone calls. And the reason why 
I have him on my podcast a lot is because of his segment on Phil's show. That's where I first heard about him. And I said, you know what? If he is that willing to talk to the public on a radio segment, I'm going to take my chances, find out how to reach him, and invite him on my show. And it was very successful. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that worked out for you, and that you enjoy speaking with him. I've always enjoyed it myself. Um, obviously, I just didn't, you know, he was going to go on with Phil to whatever he did, so I didn't want to step on his toes. But I would have loved to have still kept him on here. I would have put him on. I think he's a great guy. And we don't always agree on everything. That's how life is. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. It's about his demeanor. It's about his professionalism, and he does say a lot of very interesting things. And uh, and certainly, he will talk baseball with you too. Yes, he would. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Thanks for the phone call. You have a good day. You too, Tim. And uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How you doing? It was John Adams that said opinions uh, are, are varied like leaves on trees. Everybody, Everyone has one, and it's and all comes in different sizes and and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but does that mean they're all they're all very dry when they when when they fall off? Because uh, they could be wet depending yeah. if there's a thunderstorm, or they could be dry if there's a drought. True. You know, as far as you know, the trash pickup on Harvey. Uh, I mean, if you want to keep your customer, you're gonna try to do go above and beyond to keep your customers uh, happy, and they just weren't getting it done. You know. Uh, People I know and family members were telling me they were getting upset. And they wouldn't. It would be like one week they would get their garbage pickup very late in the afternoon, and then uh, they'd go a week without. And then they try to contact their their main number, and then they would get a uh, a menu with a recorded greetings. They couldn't get through to anybody, and this was an ongoing thing. It's not like okay, it's a holiday. I'll put my I put my trash out. And they don't. No, they would put it out when it was the day of the the garbage. Even you know, on holidays, it's the following day, and they wouldn't come by. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pick it up. And one one family member told me they pick up one side of the street, and they wouldn't pick up his side of the street. And and yesterday, they, Capital was out on the Fourth of July on Independence Day. They were out picking up trash. Yeah, like so, making you know, up for making up for what Harvey didn't do toward the end. Yeah. Right. So this is not about you know uh, you know local. This is about getting your, doing your job. If they would, if they wanted, if they were concerned about keeping the contract with the city, they should have done their job and due diligence, especially have somebody uh, answering phones because you can't get through to them. I mean, I'd probably get through to the Pope quicker than I can could have gotten through to Harvey. And, and that, as far that, as- that must have been a Harvey thing because I know that when it was ABC, somebody always answered the phone. Yeah. So uh, well, Harvey took over. I went downhill from there, but that's their fault. They they should have they should have uh, their customer service and uh, picking up the trash because that's what their business is, and they they were falling short on that. Uh, I want to cover this uh, news story that's developing. I first heard it on a Fox News affiliate about uh, the Secret Service finding cocaine in the West Wing where the cabinet meets, and then the uh, Secret Service. Uh, uh, contacted the uh, the uh, local authorities to investigate the whole matter. You know, there's some that think maybe uh, it was Hunter Biden snow cocaine in in the White House, but uh, they're they're trying to get down to the bottom of it. Who possessed what? And they say, according to the uh, news clip there, that Joe Biden was was out of the White House. So this is an ongoing thing.
Yeah, I mean, you know, it might have been, you know, while he was gone and he was at Camp David, somebody said, hey, let's go in and party. But, yeah, right. um, it, you know, again, it all depends on, uh, again, like I, I, the stories that I've seen about it haven't said like how much of it there was. You know, was this like somebody's little vial, somebody's little, uh, you know, they would have had in their shirt pocket that might have fallen out. Unfortunately, as we know, there were a lot of people who still use cocaine. So um, oh, yeah. it could it could have come from anywhere. But, yeah, you're right. right. Naturally, you know, the, the anti-Biden people are all going to jump to it. Oh, it's right. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Right. But exactly. it could have been so anybody's. Right. So that's the thing. Uh, you know, people are always going to have that. Uh, you know, because uh, right now, as, as far as we know, being reported, he lives with uh, the big guy in the warehouse. It could I mean, it, it, it could have been another Secret Service agent's cocaine, too. Uh, who, you know, could have well, been, been the cleaning crew. It was well. Uh, let me just note and emphasize: it was the Secret Service that uh, contacted the uh, the local authorities uh, to come in and invest, do an investigation. Oh, sure. Whenever you find any you know powdery substance in the White House, yeah. you gotta you gotta investigate that. All right, Tim. All Keep right. Up the good work. Take and it as easy. Far Have a good as, day. Uh, as far as the other guy there, uh, they used to come on with Phil. Hey, if he wants to come on, let him. Yeah. Well, I know he used to get. You know, Phil's ratings went through the roof. When uh, Labatt or Laboublier came on, everybody uh-huh. loved him. Even if they loved to hate him, everybody loved yeah, hearing right. him. So, well, send them a send him a greeting card. Maybe you'll come in. <laughs> All right, thanks All for right, the call. Tim. Take it easy. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in one more here before the break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? My voice is deep <laughs> in the morning. Anyway. It could have been anybody who put the cocaine there. Of course, it could have been the Secret Service. So that's going to be like a. Unbelievable. I can hear it all now. Like you said, a lot of people do do cocaine. They still do it. So, And I don't think he's such a sieve brain after all this. Um, Biden, the son, would put some cocaine in there. I'll leave it behind, really, to be honest with you. After all this hoopla that's been in the news. You know what I mean? Right. But also, I mean, like I said, unfortunately, way too many people do it these days. And... Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised in a, in a high-pressure place like the White House. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't people who do rely on, you know, chemical assistance to get themselves through their day. But when you have a person who is an admitted cocaine user, obviously people are going to start to point fingers at him first. Yeah, of course. But I'm I'm just going to say, I guarantee you he's not the only cocaine user in the White House. And I love John LaBoot, so if he comes back on, I'll be happy to hear him. And another thing is about Harvey, I had no complaints. They picked up my garbage like clockwork, so depends on the part of the city you're in, I guess. But I can say that when they left, they left the, um, what is that, the, the, the leaves and all that. What do they the call The yard that? waste? Yeah, the yard waste behind. So it's like going on like two weeks well, now. So uh, Capital is out picking up that yard waste, so they will, they will get to you with it, I promise. But everybody puts on a good show when they first start, too, you know that. No, not me. I decided when I moved to 6 o'clock to just totally suck right from the beginning. You know what I mean, though? Keep the expectations low. (laughs) Uh, I think that was about it. I'm not sure. Aim low and achieve. That's that's my motto. Okay. I'll be listening. (laughs) You have a good day. You too. Bye. All right. 508-996-0500. I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we will get right back to your phone calls and app chat messages, 
800-636-0500 if you want to talk trash or anything else that's on your mind. But, uh, you know, just because the 4th of July is over, just because yesterday was Independence Day, the 4th of July sales aren't over. And Whirly Beds Factory Outlet's 4th of July sale event is going on until July 17th. That means that you have until July 17th to save up to 15% off any made-in-the-USA furniture, to save 20% on cooling pillows and protectors, and with how muggy it's been, you probably need that. You need a little extra cooling on your bed to keep you nice and cool while you sleep. And also, they have the adjustable base sale going on right now. It is $100 on style adjustable bases and $200 off on ultra adjustable bases. Really, what do you care about the most? The mattresses, right? You need a mattress. And they are having a big mattress sale now through July 17th. $300 off Simple Natural Ultra Visco Series mattresses, any piece, any size. $200 off all hybrids, Gel Flex, and Platinum Series, any size. $100 off Cairo Contour Easy Rest Series. And again, any size. So whether you need a, a twin or you need a queen or anything in between or a king, whatever it is that you need, you will get those discounts now through July 17th at Worley Beds Factory Outlet. Head on over and visit them on Pope's Island in New Bedford. They are made in America. They are made in New Bedford. You can actually take the tour and see them hand sewing the mattresses. And that's how you know that they are quality products. So head on over and see Patrick and Martha and everybody over at Whirly Beds on Pope's Island in New Bedford and get those 4th of July savings now through July 17th. All right, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat. We got a few um, App Chat messages here. Uh, Dan in New Bedford says, the new trash company seems very dedicated. They were even out on the 4th of July finishing up trash pickup. And I did see on the city's post, there were a number of comments of people who said, that when Capital came and picked up their trash over the weekend, that, you know, the trash that ABC hadn't picked up, I'm sorry, that Harvey hadn't picked up, that um, some of these folks actually went out and talked with the drivers and, and, and met them and got to know them. And one person said, the driver told me, you know, anything that falls out when I'm picking up the trash, I'm getting out of the truck and I'm picking it up. And that's a complaint that I know some folks have had about the trash service in the past. So there seems to be a lot of... Um, Folks who are happy so far with, you know, the way that capital is presenting itself. Uh, Joey in New Bedford says, I went for a ride to Ward 1 to see the new company. They were still using diesel-powered trucks, not the natural gas trucks like Harvey has. One of the trucks was a rental truck, a total step backwards. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they have for equipment. They might need to bring in new equipment with uh, the, the new service. Uh, and DSY in New Bedford says, hi, Tim. I thought that other clown was going to blame Joe Biden for the cocaine. Unreal Trump lover. Um, well, I mean, let's not insult the other callers, but uh, I'm surprised. I'm sure there will be some people who blame Joe Biden for it. Certainly there's going to be people that are blaming Hunter Biden for it. But right now we don't know anything, including, you know, I looked at a couple other stories. It doesn't say how much this was. You know, again, if this is if this is just a little vial of cocaine, like somebody might keep in their pocket and it fell out of their pocket or or they left it on a desk and forgot to pick it back up again. I mean, that's, unfortunately, there's probably a lot of people in the White House, like the entire staff, everybody, who may partake in that. I've never done it, never had an interest, 
but I know people who do. I know people that, that either did it in the past or even still do it today. And they, you know, they, they like to say they use it as a little pick me up, but I'm sure working in that high pressure situation of, of, of running the country, there are people who might look for that little pick me up. Personally, I just have a cup of coffee that does the job for me. And if it doesn't, I have a second cup. But for other people that, you know, have a chemical dependence. So there's, there's probably a lot of possibilities as to who it could have come from. The thing is, the White House has a lot of surveillance. So they're, they're going to be able to figure out where this came from. The important thing here, too, is, and I know this sounds ridiculous to say, at least it was only cocaine, right? Imagine if it had been a more dangerous powder that someone had brought into the White House. As we know, there's a, there's a lot of those. Uh, let me see here. How long is an expert? All right. I think I can squeeze in this call very quickly. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Not bad. Uh, just going to hop on the, the White House cocaine thing. I have a, uh, a theory. I think maybe it was um, either the DNC who doesn't want Biden to, to run again, or it would be uh, the Republicans, like a Republican supporter who's trying to place it there to make them look bad. So it wouldn't be the first time that a Republican has been caught project, like a Republican supporter projecting something. If you look at the history of voter fraud in Florida uh, in 2020, there was a plethora of Republicans uh, who were caught either voting twice for Donald Trump, especially in the villages, which is a very concentrated uh, Republican area. But there was a, quite a few of uh, Republican supporters who were caught with uh, committing voter fraud and convicted, and it seems like they're they're pretty good at projecting. So it wouldn't be uh, a big surprise if they tried to, you know, plant something, you know, a little, a couple grains of uh, of cocaine, and, and said, "Oh, look, Hunter Biden is uh, using cocaine again." Well, I mean, there they go. There's, there's we're going to mark that down. We have one for Hunter Biden. We have one for it was a plant. Oh, 100%. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. Have a good day. Thank okay. you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dirty tricks we know are a real thing. Uh, but also, I mean, you got to be sure you're going to get away with bringing it in there, too, if that's the case. Because imagine getting caught with it on your way in. I got in trouble once at the White House. I spit in a spittoon. I think it's the, what's the room that they take you to on the tour? Is it the Red Room? And when we walked in, they, there was a spittoon on the ground. And I was like, oh, a spittoon. I've always wanted to spit in a spittoon. And I spit in it not realizing that it was like an antique. And this, the Secret Service agent said, please, please don't do that. So that's, you know, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get arrested or anything. But I, had I known it was an antique, I just thought it was fancy. Like I didn't, I didn't know it was not a usable spittoon. But um, I kind of liked spitting in a spittoon. I, I, I always thought maybe I'll get myself a spittoon someday and just have it in the house. Anybody's in the house. You feel the need to spit, walk over and use my spittoon. I'm a fancy guy. I have a spittoon. But uh, then I realized, like, I don't do enough that, you know, it's not like I chew tobacco or anything, so I don't need to spit all that often. It's kind of a pricey thing. It's like buying a nice fancy, you know, hat rack and coat rack and then realizing... Like, I don't, I don't wear hats or coats. Although I do. I do. I've started wearing hats. 
I bought a nice Panama Jack when I was on Block Island. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few. And we're going to be heading back into the newsroom coming up in just a few seconds. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk more with you. 508-996-0500. I've got a story about something that happened in Mattapoisa the other day that, um, you know, sometimes when there's uh, bad things. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.